a better way to cook pasta? That and other stories on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. Methane is a powerful greenhouse gas that contributes to global warming. And a study to be published this coming week concludes that a large amount of methane is coming from reservoirs. Yes, reservoirs like Lake Mead on the Colorado River or Roosevelt Lake behind Grand Coulee Dam in Washington are contributing to greenhouse gas emissions created by humans worldwide. The new study will be published in the journal Bioscience, but it is already generating much discussion, mainly because reservoirs, especially those that generate hydropower, were thought to be carbon neutral. However, authors of the report are concluding that each square meter of the surface of a reservoir is exhaling 25% more methane than previously thought. The gases are created when an area is flooded by a dam. The organic material that is covered produces carbon dioxide, nitrous oxide, and methane, all greenhouse gases. And added to that, many reservoirs are fed by streams and rivers that contain nitrogen and phosphorus from agricultural runoff that can stimulate greenhouse gas production. The findings may have significant implications for the health of the planet. There are about 3,700 dams currently being planned around the globe. So the results of the study? We may need to consider the negative effects of dam construction on climate change. There's been a lot of controversy lately over which restroom or toilet people should be allowed to use. Male, female, gender neutral. And we've all been horrified over the tragedy in Flint, Michigan, where water infrastructure has been contaminated by lead from corroding pipes. And now, needed attention is being paid to other issues. Nearly half a million households in the United States lack the basic dignity of having a working flush toilet, running water, a bathtub, or shower. A report by the New York Times profiled an area of rural Alabama where there is no infrastructure like sewage lines or running water. One household is forced to attach a plastic pipe to a toilet and simply let the waste run off onto the ground outside. Beside the problem of the smell, rain can cause the slap-together system to back sewage up into the house. But connecting to septic systems or repairing old ones is expensive and many cannot afford it. In other parts of the U.S., people are still in crisis. Nearly 20,000 homes in the Navajo Nation in New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah have no running water, with some having to use buckets to fill toilets before they can be flushed. With all the difficulties facing our warming planet, you, or someone you know, may be thinking of escaping to another location in the universe. But one of the problems is going to be how to survive during that long trip to get there. A tiny little creature that lives in Arctic regions of the Canadian Yukon may be able to assist solving that problem. The northern pseudoscorpion is an arachnid that can survive very cold temperatures down to 20 degrees Fahrenheit without any shelter. But perhaps even more impressive, the one-inch-long creature can survive underwater for at least 17 days. McGill University scientist Christopher Buttle told the BBC that they think the arachnids survive because they shut down metabolically while underwater. Studying the pseudoscorpions to learn how they do that might help prepare future astronauts for exploration of Mars or maybe even more distant planets. Drill baby drill. 
That's what farmers in drought-stricken California are saying, adopting the slogan which has been used by oil and gas industry advocates. The San Joaquin Valley is being drilled faster than ever for water, according to a report in the Sacramento Bee. Last year, farmers sunk about 2,500 wells in the San Joaquin, the highest number on record and upwards of $300 million will be spent this year to pump groundwater, according to researchers at the University of California at Davis. The downside of all this drilling is that aquifers are being depleted of water that has been there for thousands of years. And another consequence is that the drilling leads to concentration of contaminants. Recently, municipal wells were so depleted that children couldn't drink from fountains at a school in the valley because of contamination. Depletion of groundwater also leads to subsidence, and some areas of the valley are sinking. And as NASA water scientist Jay Famiglietti told H2O Radio, when aquifers are depleted, most of that water is gone and not coming back. It was only two years ago that Governor Jerry Brown signed a law that will limit groundwater drilling in the state. But the law does not begin to go into effect for more than three years. And until then, farmers are saying unapologetically, drill baby drill. And finally this week, we all know we need to use water wisely and conserve when possible. And we know the routine. Take shorter showers, buy water-efficient appliances, and make your outdoor landscape more drought-tolerant. But one opportunity to save you might be missing? How you cook your pasta. No kidding. Your linguine might be killing the planet by letting precious water go down the drain. Literally. By some accounts, a family of four uses 100 gallons of water a year just for cooking noodles. So the folks at Epicurious wanted to find out if you could make pasta with less water. In a series of tests, they found they were able to reduce the water by a third, and the pasta tasted just fine. So then they thought, is it possible to just skip the water altogether? And their answer was yes, by cooking it right in the sauce. Now this method was more successful with shorter pastas like your bow ties or your macaroni as opposed to spaghetti and they did have to add water over the sauce to cover the noodles but the savings less energy to boil water less water dumped down the drain and one less pot to wash if everyone in the u.s cooked this way we could save billions of gallons of water and you know the saying a penne saved is a penne earned this Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Learn more about new water science, research, and treatment November 13 through 17 in Indianapolis. Information can be found at awwa.org forward slash WQTC16.